Welcome back to the Magna Vita Show. I'm Alex Olson. Every week, we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles, empowering us to reach our full potential and to build a great life. Last week, we talked about how discipline is choosing the hard right, success is taking more shots, and strength is crying out in our weakness for help. The best podcast from this week talked about reflection and improvement. But first, I wanted to thank you for the positive feedback and for how many people have been listening to this. It's honestly more than I expected, and I'm not doing it for that. We're just trying to help someone out, so thank you for that. And please let us know how we can get better. If there's podcasts that aren't helping that we're sharing, please let us know. And if there's other ones that you'd like us to listen to or other things you'd like us to change, we're more than happy to. The tool for this week actually comes from my mom because moms always know best. And my mom gave me this piece of advice right before I became right before I started boot camp. And I was extremely nervous and stressed and I couldn't sleep. I'll never forget, my mom gave me two pieces of advice. I'll share one now and if you guys want, I'll share the next one later. But she told me, she said, Alex, just make it to the next meal. That was such powerful advice for me. She didn't want me to be stressed about the future, the next six weeks that I couldn't control. She just wanted me to make it to the next meal. And this taught me two really important lessons. The first is that when we have big goals, we have to break them down into really small steps. Navy SEALs who have gone through Hell Week and their boot camp and their training, they talk about how they would focus on the next 30 seconds. If they thought about everything else, they would quit. They wouldn't be able to finish. But if they focused on what they had to do in the next 30 seconds, they could always do one more push-up or one more swim. Whatever they were doing, they could do it when they broke it down. And the second part, the second lesson that's just as important, my mom told me that when I got to that next meal, I should feel really good about it. And she was telling me and she was teaching me that we need to celebrate our small victories. That it it really wasn't that big of a deal if I just made it to breakfast and then lunch. But if I celebrated those small victories, then I had the motivation to make it to the next meal. So I hope that this helps you this next week, whether you're working out and you're struggling or if you're working on something personally, I hope you can focus on just making it to the next meal to have strength to overcome those hard things we all deal with. So they're great podcasts this week, so let's get into it. The first podcast from this week is The Art of Charm, and they interviewed Kobe Bryant, the extremely successful basketball player, but he's also made a pretty amazing transition in his personal life where he's won an Oscar since then, and he sees himself now as a storyteller. Uh, He wants to teach values to people through stories. And I really like, there are two main messages that I got from this podcast. 
The first is that we need to find our mountain and then we need to climb it. And Kobe talked about to find our mountain, we need to find something that we really care about and want to achieve. Why I think it's so important is we need to find our mountain. We don't want to climb. I think so much of life we worry about trying to please someone else. And so we're trying to climb everyone else's mountain. But I think first we need to find our own and we need to find what really matters to us. So for Kobe, it was winning the championship in the NBA. And he did that several times. And so he talked about how he had to find another mountain once he'd accomplished that. And with his transition, after he retired from the NBA, he said that he was thinking about all the wrong things. He was thinking about how he could make the most money, how he could have the most fame. But he said it wasn't until he asked himself what he really loved to do that he found his purpose and he found his mountain. But once we've found it, then we have to go through the hard part of actually climbing it. And I like that Kobe said, don't worry about reaching the summit. Just focus on your next steps. This reminds me, there was a leader in our church and he talked about when we're climbing a mountain, we need to look down. When we stop and we're tired, we need to look down the mountain before we keep hiking. And what he meant by that was we shouldn't get discouraged by how much further we have to go, but instead we should look down the mountain to see how far we've come. And Kobe talked about the final point from this podcast. He said that we just need to keep our head down and keep working. And before we know it, we'll be at the summit. The next podcast from this week comes from Tim Ferriss, who interviewed Jim Collins. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he wrote a book called Good to Great, and he has also written several other books about business and leadership. What I really liked from this conversation was it sticks with the theme of reflection and finding what matters most to us, finding our mountain. Jim talked about how important it is that we study ourselves to find what makes us happiest and most fulfilled. I think that's, it's really hard to do, but I thought about how easy it is to get caught up in news or politics or sports, and none of those things are bad, but I think often we can know more about what's going on in the NFL, in sports, than we actually know what's going on with ourselves. To study himself, Jim talked about how he set up a system where he tracks what he does each day, then he rates and reviews the day. And so for him, the benefit comes from that reflection. And he said it comes specifically from studying the really good and the really bad days. So he knows what to do more of and what to do less of. He also said that to find success or happiness and fulfillment, we need to think about what are we coded for? He talked about how he went to Stanford and he felt like he was gonna be an engineer or do software programming, but he talked about how there were people there and that's what they were coded for. And I think an easier way to think of it is just what were we born to do? 
and we don't need to put limits on ourselves, but he said, what, are, what can we be best at? What can we help the most people with? And he, he also said that mentors are one way that we can know what we can become, that they show us what's possible. One of his, his biggest mentor was Peter Drucker. So he's written, he wrote 39 books and he's known as the founder of modern management. So he's written all the books about business and he's become extremely, he was extremely successful and influential during his life. And what was amazing though is, to me at least when he was sharing this story, he said that when Peter Drucker was 65, he was only a third of the way through all the books that he would end up writing. That was such a powerful lesson for me that it's never too late and we can't put arbitrary limits or restrictions on ourselves. We can't say, oh, I would apply for this job or this school if I wasn't so old, or I'd do what I actually wanted to do if something else was different. We can't control those things, but we can still have the impact that we want. And I really liked how he said, three keys to a good life are increasing simplicity, time in a flow state, and time spent with those we love. And I really like how he talked about, it doesn't need to be all about success. He said that he thinks how to be successful is actually the wrong question. He, instead, we should think about how to be useful. And I really like that because if we're being useful to other people, if we're serving them and lifting them up, then at the same time we'll be lifting ourselves up. We'll find that happiness and that success that we're all looking for. And the, the quote at the end that he left us with, I really liked, he said, life at its best is about doing meaningful things with people you love. I'm really excited to share the last podcast from this week. It's called TED Radio Hour, and it's by the makers of TED, the TED Talks that you've probably heard about. And I love what they do is they take TED Talks and then they combine them into an overall theme. So from last week, they talked about A Better You was the title, and it was all about personal improvement and growth. The first person they talked about was Andy Puddycomb, and they talked with him about Headspace, which is the app that he created to help people meditate. It's really interesting. I didn't realize he'd actually became a Buddhist monk, and then he took those lessons and created Headspace. Just as an aside, I'm personally really passionate about meditation because it's helped me a lot in my life. And it doesn't have to, not only Buddhist monks do it, it's actually something that they found people that are very successful in business, sports, and the military do. And I think why it's so successful is what Andy talked about. He cited a Harvard study that found that our minds are lost in thought almost 47% of the time. That means that half of our life, at least on average, half of our life, we're not actually in the present moment. 
we're not enjoying it, but more importantly, we're not able to help others if we're not in that present moment. And I really, Andy talked about how the event is what it is. So whatever happens in our life, we can't change that, but we can always control how we react to it. And meditation might sound uh, kind of wishy-washy or kind of sound like it's up in the sky, but I liked how he said it's just familiarizing ourselves with the present moment. So again, we don't have to be a monk to do this. We can just take three deep breaths and focus on how our body's feeling. Because as Andy said, in our search for happiness, we make so much noise that we miss what we're actually looking for. And meditation is one way that we can let go of what makes us unhappy. So when I first started meditating, I felt like I was really bad and I'd get really frustrated because my mind would be all over the place. And so two things that helped me. First is to don't do it alone. Have someone that you either do it with or someone that just asks you how it's going. And another way that you can do it with someone is through an app like Headspace. Calm is another great app. Um, they both have free versions that, that we both use and we've found has helped us a lot in our life. The second point about meditation that's helped me is to realize that it's supposed to be hard. I, so for example, when we're trying to become physically stronger, we go to the gym. But when we go there and work out or we go for a run, we don't expect it to be easy. We recognize that we have to break those muscles down so that they can be built back up stronger. And it's the same with meditation. If we wanna become mentally stronger, we have to train our mind to focus on the present moment. And that's what meditation does. So if, we're, if you're using one of these apps or you're just trying to focus on your breathing, if you feel yourself starting to wander, just recognize that that's okay don't get frustrated at yourself and try to reframe that as an opportunity to train your mind to come back to the present moment. So I'm happy to talk more about meditation in the future or personally if you ever want to talk about it. It's again something that's really helped me. I got into it when I heard a group that was sharing it with veterans who have post-traumatic stress. And they've found that it has been extremely effective for them, but also a lot of other people dealing with anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. So that's one way that we can become a better you, as this episode was called from TED Radio Hour. The next TED Talk that they shared and in the interview was with Matt Cutts. And it was really interesting. He sees himself as an experiment and he tries something new every 30 days. And what really blew me away was he said that current projections say that the average person will spend two years of their life on Facebook. Matt talked about when we look back on our life, we'll regret those things that we didn't do. So I love this framework and this system that he's created for himself where every 30 days he tries something new because it frees him to go after those things that really matter to him.
or those things that he's always wanted to try, but he's maybe been afraid of failing or being rejected at. The last person they talked about, talked with was David Brooks. Uh, he wrote a book about character, and it, he talked about that when people ask, what are the most important parts of your life? We don't talk about the happy moments. We talk about those moments when we were struggling for some ideal or for something that really mattered, and we were able to overcome those obstacles. I also thought it was really interesting. He talked about the difference between the eulogy virtues and the resume virtues. The resume virtues are those things that we put on our resume, the jobs that we've had, the skills that we've obtained. And he, he wasn't discounting those, but he said that we often put those resume virtues first when what really matters are the eulogy virtues or what people will say at our funeral about what kind of person we were about who we helped and how we did it. And the last part, he said that depth of character comes from fighting and wrestling against our weaknesses. Because he said it's not enough to just know something. We have to have the motivation to act even when it's hard. And so in closing, I hope that these three podcasts and the tactics and tools from them about reflection and improvement help us to build a great life. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.